And welcome back to the show. This is Podcast of the Universe for Masters of the Universe. Find the show on Twitter at P-O-T-U-4-M-O-T-U. And today's sponsor is Mill Street Brewery and their Cobblestone Stout. Uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic stout and uh, it's nitrogen charged. Uh, it's a dry stout. It's very, very smooth. So I recommend that. Today's episode, we will be doing Season 1, Episode 7, Curse of the Spellstone. And there are no new characters today, uh, so why don't we get Orko out of the way and we will do his bio at the end of the show. That is it. This will be the last show until Monday. Monday evening, I will have a new episode up. So, enjoy your weekend. And uh, if you are in the St. John area, this weekend is Shop the Block, so get out and support your local businesses uptown. And with that, we will get on with the show. Alright, today's episode is Curse of the Spellstone. Uh, we begin the episode with Skeletor and Evil Lynn lifting the Spellstone from a volcanic area. And we go to the palace where Man-at-Arms is uh, showing King Randor his latest invention, uh, which is a weather control machine. So he's basically created Harp. Um, so he's testing that out. He makes some clouds go away. Lightning starts and destroys his satellite that he's been controlling. And Man-at-Arms says that his invention didn't cause that storm. It has to be the Spellstone. So he tells that to Prince Adam, and Prince Adam uh, goes and transforms into uh, He-Man, Cringer into Battle Cat, and they're going to go figure out what happened with the Spellstone, because there's lightning outside, so they determine it, someone must have stolen the Spellstone, conveniently. So we go to Skeletor and Evil Inn discussing ruining Eternia with weather, and then ruling after, after they ruin everything. Uh, Evil Lynn transforms to an old lady. We go to Ram Man, Battle Cat, Stratos, and He-Man. Off to go uh, find the uh, Spellstone. While they're in this volcanic area, uh, there's a lava, tentacle, serpent-type creature. Rises up, picks them off the ground in the attack track, and the, uh, the heroes hit the electrocute button, and the serpent drops them. Uh, we go back to the... Um, palace area and man-at-arms and teela are fighting a fire and nearby there's the disguised evil inn who makes the the situation worse uh teela's injured and carried away by man-at-arms and they were fighting a fire and the home that they're trying to uh, uh put the fire out on uh, the fire consumes the house the, they say they've lost everything evil inn as the old woman blames uh the royals for angering the gods and says the uh, the villagers ask how can they stop that, and Evelyn says that they need the creeping Horak. So we go back to He-Man and the gang. Uh, they f see that the stone is missing. Skeletor is there. He says, "Hey, I have it." And then they fight some robots. Uh, Evelyn uh, arrives at the palace, uh, still in her disguise, with some mouth-breathing uh, villagers who believe her, and she says the King Randor must pay. 
Tilo recognizes the voice and uh, throws one of those, I forget what they're called, but it's like a, a rope with two balls on it. And you throw it and it ties someone up. Tilo threw that at uh, Evil Lynn. And she then changed into her true form. She snatched the creeping Horak box uh, from the old villager's hand. Throws it at the palace. And the creeping Horak is some type of uh, vine, black plant-like thing that uh, grows and expands and consumes everything so it starts growing and getting bigger across the palace um, so we go back to the uh, Skeletor's knight still fighting the heroes uh, Skeletor uh, shows He-Man a glimpse of what's happening in the palace uh, with everyone running away from the creeping Horak and then hits a trap door and He-Man and, and his gang uh, fall through the trapdoor and they land in tunnels below where the spellstone was kept and Skeletor floods the tunnels. Uh, we go back and we see the creeping Horak is uh, advancing through the palace as the uh, king and queen and man in arms and Orko uh, keep trying to run further in away from it. And we cut back to He-Man uh, and gang uh, getting out of the tunnels they run into the fire people, which are these uh, red, transparent, fire ghost type things. And they blame He-Man for stealing uh, the stone. He tries to convince them that he didn't, but they don't believe him. So they, they get, uh, get into a fight, but He-Man says not to hurt them because they're not their enemies and they're just confused. Uh, the fire people chief, uh, he's picked up by the serpent from earlier. Uh, He-Man saves him by throwing a rock in the serpent's mouth. So the uh, fire people believe that He-Man uh, is not a thief, and he goes on his way. Uh, He-Man catches up with Skeletor, um, and Evil Lynn uh, starts a storm with the Spellstone, and He-Man uh, is being held back by the wind of the storm. He asks Stratos if he can do anything. Uh, of course he can't, uh, but an old dude uh, saves the day and takes the, sto uh, the spell stone away from uh, Evil Lin. He-Man throws the spell stone at the creeping Horak, and it disappears, and He-Man says it's back where it should be with the fire people. And when he hits the creeping Horak with the spell stone, it was just about to, um, I don't know, consume or grow over uh, the king and queen and Orko and Man-at-Arms and Tila. So... That was it for the episode, um, and uh, today's lesson, Man-at-Arms, talks about uh, being careful when playing tricks or practical jokes on someone, because you could lose a finger, an arm, or an eye, and no joke is worth that. Uh, maybe I'd have to see the joke first, I don't know. But that's the lesson for today. And uh, let's get on, and we'll do some background on Orko, and we will get you out of here. All right, and we'll do a quick bio on Orko. Uh, Orko's not my favorite character, uh, so I'll skim through this quick. Uh, he had multiple titles and names. Uh, for titles, he had Heroic Court Magician and Court Jester. For names, he had Orko the Great and Gorpo. Affiliations with the Heroic Warriors, the Heroic Defenders, the Trollins, that's where he's from, uh, the Trollin Academy of Magic, the Grand Council of Universal Magic, and the Steinians of Moon Poulter. First appeared in the 83 uh, animated series. Um, 
he was transported from his home home dimension of Trolla to Eternia, and he had saved Prince Adam and Cringer from Atar Swamp, and he was then adopted by the royal family and became a jester, where he did tricks. Apparently his tricks were less effective in Eternia than they were on his home planet, and that's why they were always uh, screwed up. Uh, but on his home planet, he, he was much more powerful. And in his home, he was known as the Orko the Great and uh, as a very powerful wizard. Uh, he appeared in the German plays, the UK annuals, and uh, various other, other comics throughout the years. Uh, in the 2002 animated series, uh, he had a slight change to design. He didn't have the O in his chest, but he had a medallion. Uh, he had gold trim on his robe, and uh, that was pretty much it. Uh, in the Filmation series, um, he had a, a close relationship with Prince Adam, kept a secret, and with Man-at-Arms, although he seemed to drive Man-at-Arms crazy. Man-at-Arms was like a stern father figure for him, I guess, and his age isn't isn't uh, revealed, uh, but it's he's childlike, I guess. So that's it for Orko. Uh, I won't go any further on him, uh, and that's just my personal bias on the character. So that's it for this week's character bio. All right, that is it for today's podcast. We will be back on Monday with a new show. Um, I enjoyed this episode. Uh, one of the things that I enjoyed was the the term Creeping Horak. Uh, that was fun. There should be a band name that. I will check to see if there is. And if I find anything, I will report back on Monday's show. Um, something that this show and this franchise was able to do well uh, was to name things. Sometimes they were very obvious, maybe too on the nose or cheesy or a really bad pun. But they were effective because you would remember those names, you know, for basically forever. Uh, someone like Fisto, dude has a giant fist. It seems silly to have a guy called Fisto, but I mean, that's something that you will remember, so... Uh, it definitely uh, would stick would stick in your brain stick in your brain so a character like buzz off who is a humanoid B uh, I mean I would wonder what other people were called from his race if his name is buzz off um, a fun story about buzz off I dressed up as buzz off for Halloween in 85 or 86 it was those old Halloween costumes where you would have like a, a half mask that was like thin plastic and then like a, a poncho type thing that you would kind of just like throw over your over your outside clothes and it said buzz off across the chest um, and I wasn't a huge fan of buzz off I'm gonna see if I can figure out how I ended up with that that Halloween costume but it was probably because that was just what was available in uh, He-Man characters so that's my guess. I'll ask my parents if they remember. Um, I, I don't know if they want to relive any of my uh, He-Man uh, fanboy years as a child. So I don't know. We'll see. If, we'll see if they remember. I'll see if I can find a, a picture of it too because I know there's there's one around. I think my mother has. So anyway, yeah. Long story short, they they did uh, really well with naming things. So. I'll look into that Creeping Horak, see if that's abandoned. If not, I hope someone picks it up soon. I will end the podcast on that note. Um, I'll be back Monday. Uh, catch us on Twitter. 
And if you're in the liquor store, head down to the beer cooler and pick yourself up a cobblestone stout from our friends at Mill Street Brewery. It's a fantastic stout. Uh, it's a very simple and smooth stout. Um, and uh, I will be back there uh, this weekend seeing if there's any other uh, stouts or porters that I can uh, put into my fridge. Maybe maybe they'll sponsor the show next week. Maybe we'll get a new sponsor because the brand is strong and I'm just, I'm just turning down offers left and right uh, to sponsor this show. So I hope everyone has a good weekend. If you're in the St. John area, get out, support your local economy, and shop the block, get some deals. Uh, uh, they go from no tax to free items to 20% off. Uh, if you go to Handworks Gallery, they're giving away an old magazine that they have subscribed to. So with the purchase, they will give you an old art magazine that they have a subscription for. So they're getting rid of old magazines. So rush down there to get an old art magazine that they've subscribed to and have no longer uh, use for. All right. Thanks for listening. And we will be back Monday with a another fascinating show on your favorite cartoon. Until then, you have the power. <laughs>